GameZillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my beautiful, smooth, best friend, Butterboy. You build me up and you tear me down. When I needed a build up more than anything, because I'm an incompetent buffoon. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, uh, anyways, we've had we've had some tactical difficulties. We are definitely running. I'm a late. technical difficulty. Like I said, we had some technical difficulties, and we're live on Mixer.com/slash/GamesLittleMedia a little bit late, but we're here recording episode 295 of the Games Little Podcast. All this video work, if you're watching live, done by the wonderful video producer Player One Miggy. What's going on, everybody? Nice. Just that beautiful voice. Love it. It is, it is nice. Yeah. Anyways, here we go. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this today, guys. <laughs> I, hey, I am not feeling smooth. You shouldn't feel smooth like today. Like butter. Butter is smooth. It's all good, man. It's all good. We all have our off days. It just happened to be today when I thought I could put this new technology into your hands and you could just mold it into the greatest thing ever for gamezilla and you know you just you fumbled i mean you were like lamar jackson and the ravens uh this weekend that's pretty much what you were people are gonna start calling me fake you start calling me a flash in the pan Mm -hmm. it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt yeah so it's okay though you know like i said we're not all made out to be superheroes some of us have to be those level b level c moon knights you know we're not (laughs) one one don't talk about my man moon knight like that moon moon knight is fantastic potentially soon to be played by daniel radcliffe i don't even know how i feel about that because i've never seen any of the harry potter movies you should feel pretty good about that i think all right he's got some talent what i was gonna say is harry potter you know like Clark Kent is like a reporter and all that, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes there's other people that work at that newspaper or whatever. I'm just one of the other people at the newspaper. I'm not a hero. You're the janitor. I'm the janitor. Got it. Work. Okay. I'm going to get at least Jimmy Olsen. Is, is, that, hair color. is that the Daily Bugle? Is that where he works? Oh, no, that's where Spider-Man works. Yep. We're going to just keep moving on. Just, I don't know, man. Now you're crossing universes and everything, man. What are you doing? Anyways, welcome to episode 295 of the GameZilla podcast. Uh, my producer just quit. But uh, he's getting a beer. He needs a beer. He's going over to the beer fridge. Uh, we want to <laughs> welcome everybody. We, we got some exciting new technology. The studio has been revamped. It's not done yet, but it's a lot further along. We got the new Roadcaster soundboard in place. So if you're like, man, these guys sound even better this week. That's why. If you think we sound worse, it's not the board. It's this guy's fault. It's it's Butterboy's fault. Oh, man. (laughs) But anyways, I'm going to let him take a couple sips and get ready because we need to get right into the news. Uh, Can you do it? I was going to chug the whole thing. Yeah, but you might want to talk about Patreon. Listen. 
Clearly, we need, clearly we need, we need to start paying someone to do my job because I'm incompetent. <laughs> so go to patreon.com slash gamesillomedia and support us with your financial contribution. And you get great perks. Uh, the, the money, the real money is at the $5 exclusive content level where every single show on the Gamesilla Media Network presents to you an exclusive podcast that you can't get on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere else. You can only get it there, including the Gamesilla podcast pre-shows that we post a couple of those up there per month. And then there's behind the DM screen if you're a fan of Noobs and Dragons and uh, Smartline if you uh, enjoy Noiseland Arcade. But again, whatever your favorite games of the media show is, there's bonus content there for you. But Patreon starts at just $1 per month. And there's some new $1 perks coming on the horizon we're very excited to talk about soon. So please go to patreon.com slash games of the media and start your patronage today. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Topic number one. It's a big one, folks. We are in... We are potentially in the final console generation. The final next generation. But not... But wait, maybe not. I read this article today. Okay? We're in the, the final. I like the, the term final generation. Final generation of console gaming. What does that mean? It basically, we're summing this up because a lot of the news has just uh, been coming out here in the last couple days about the next gen, the Xbox Series X, the PS5, and all, and, and all these rumors, and now some of the official announcements that have come out. The... The interesting conversation that's being had is that the PS4 and the Xbox One was actually our last console generation. That they're considering the PS5 and what the Xbox Series X and Microsoft has come out and confirmed already as the reason why we can't necessarily call this a new generation. It is just a it is just an upgrade. It is just us moving along in this ever so slightly evolving world now, similar to PC gaming. Now, is this under assumptions about the PlayStation 5, or did we get any new facts? PS5 is assumptions. Okay. Xbox Series X is official news. Yes. So what are, what are we talking about here? Xbox Series X. Microsoft has come out and said, there will be no exclusive titles to the Xbox Series X system. I'm ready to go now. Good. Meaning... This new Halo game coming out, new Halo Infinite game coming out, is going to not only be playable on PC, Xbox Series X, but also the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. So any of these new games that are coming out for this brand new system, let's say in November, when we don't have an official date yet, but let's just say right around the holiday, are not actually going to have exclusive first-party titles. Third-party companies do not have to play by these rules. If they want to make something exclusive for the series, the, uh, Xbox Series X, they can. But first-party will be playable onto the Xbox One. This is the first time we've ever seen this. We've seen backwards compatibility where I can take an Xbox 360 game, throw it into my Xbox One, and play it. But we've never seen a new game. You know, it'd be, it'd basically be like me buying all that stuff when Gears 5 came out. Bought the Xbox One X, bought the control, you know, I bought all that stuff. And then Butterboy here went out and bought Gears 5 and just slammed it in his Xbox 360 and played with me. That's true. Silly Butterboy. So, <laughs> just slid it right in. 
with that being said, and, and and they have said moving forward that eventually that won't happen, that there will be some exclusives later on down the road, but that makes sense as the Xbox One ages. But what we're seeing for the first time ever is that at a, for this, this hard launch of a new device, it doesn't have hard exclusives. And Microsoft's been playing around with this game for quite a while as far as Play Anywhere, you know, uh, um, advertisements and being able to their first parties be on Game Pass across most most of them across PC and Xbox One. This is the first time we've seen it kind of go backwards where, um, well, ever. We've never seen games go backwards like this. So it, it makes sense now that the controllers are forwards compatible. We're seeing that the Elite Series 2 can be used on the, on the Xbox Series X. We're seeing this stuff. So the fact that there's a lot of just compatibility across these two devices also makes sense why the games could potentially work across these two devices now you will see enhanced graphics you will see those those extra features and stuff that are going to be on the xbox series x and maybe it's enough for you to upgrade but the fact the matter is, is that if you've recently bought an xbox one maybe you don't have to buy the xbox series x right away knowing that you're going to be able to enjoy halo knowing that you're going to be able to enjoy these other games that are coming out for the xbox series x it is a smart move when you look at it from the standpoint of not choking out the sales of your system before the new one comes out because the Xbox, uh, you know, S and X are both at great prices right now. Knowing that you can continue to play the new software coming out is pretty cool. I think so, and I think it's it's also not going to really hinder the um, the sales too much because the excitement for a new device is going to happen. It's going to be there. So, so I mean, like, if the new system comes out, people are going to buy it. I'm going to buy it, even though I don't need to. I'm going to buy it because it's, it's a new Xbox. I want it. So that's still going to happen. When that first wave of Xbox Series X come out, they're going to sell out. And when the holiday hits, they're going to sell out. So really, now we're talking about, okay, into 2021, maybe sales dip a bit. But because of it, does software sales increase? Because I don't have to buy an Xbox Series X to buy Halo Infinite. That's the interesting piece here. And where does the money lie? Not necessarily on the hardware. It lies in the software. So now if I can play this interesting game where my 20 to 30 million Xbox, probably more than that, but Xbox Ones can now enjoy Halo Infinite on top of all my brand new systems that just sold, Halo should have a very good launch. So that's uh, that's very cool. I like the idea. It's it's super interesting to me. I do worry a little bit because this is untested ground. I feel like Microsoft has done this two or three times recently with the Play Anywhere, with the Game Pass and all this stuff, and we, and we keep asking the fact, like, how are they making money? How is this going to work for them? And they keep coming around and, and showing us it was the right decision. You still look at this and go, how does this make sense? Yet here we are, and I'm starting and I'm starting to believe in the Microsoft product more and more and more. And I go, damn, this is pretty cool. It gives me a reason to keep my X. It gives me a reason. How cool is it that I can okay, I get a Series X. It's backwards compatible, right? I now have two Xbox One X's, an Xbox Series X, and an Xbox One S. How easy would it for me to hand you one of those now because I have way too many. You do have too many. And then you pick up Halo Infinite and you're playing Halo with me and even though you don't have the brand new one. Now I know but 
we got the deal with Butterboy, you're going to get one because it has to <laughs> it's happen. Not, it's not happening. It's happening because it's happening. you got to get that Butterboy gamer tag and we got to change this persona. But, oh, I mean, if that wasn't the deal, imagine how cool it would be just to be gifted, you know, uh, a last-gen console like we've done for you for so many generations. We're going to, you know, like, that's that's crazy. It, it'd be cool, and it, it actually affirms something we talked about last week during our predictions this announcement really makes me believe Halo Infinite will cause Halo to reclaim the throne as the number one shooter. Because not only is it going to be a hot title that everyone who buys a Series X is going to want to play, but everyone who has Game Pass will have that game. And anyone who doesn't have Game Pass will probably buy that game. And you're so talking we're going to have a one. huge install base right at day yeah. one. Halo Infinite's going to be a hot title, man. It is. It's going to, you know what's funny? I'm starting to look at Halo Infinite similar to what Call of Duty Modern Warfare was able to do with the crossplay. Yeah. It came out day one, you could, Xbox, PC, PS4 could play. Now you're going to have PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X all together. Like you said, Game Pass, non Game Pass, all playing day one. That's huge for the Halo franchise, and it's never been a window that Halo's been able to to use. It's never had that leverage. You know, Halo 5 came out before Xbox had started to turn itself around, so we have not had a Halo release with this type of uh, flexibility and, and just reach, ability for reach. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be big. You think you start to think about games like Gears of War, which is, has a has a very cool pro scene, a very um, a decent sized community. How can that grow because of this as well? You know, if uh, Gear Six is ready, say before they start to branch off into exclusives, if that actually ends up happening, because you, you also wonder, well, if my Xbox One X is supposedly supposed to be able to become an X Cloud server, I may be able to continue to play games just via X Cloud. And that's another interesting aspect of how, how this is all going to work once we get more information. Shifting gears to PS5, though, we don't... Wait, wait bef- before oh, we do, oh, okay. before yeah. we do, in in a regard, it's, it's very different than anything they've ever done, but Microsoft is pulling the ultimate Nintendo move. Because what has Nintendo done for the entire history of Nintendo? They have taken older technology and maximized the things you can do with it and innovated with it. And what's Microsoft doing? They're taking their huge install base of their Xbox One line of line of consoles and saying, we're not leaving you behind. We're going to continue to find ways to make this old technology up to date and you're able to play and continue on. Like that, It's something that's never been seen in the game industry before and it is a very interesting mindset for a major company to take. Yeah, no, I mean absolutely. And and that leads me into my PlayStation my PlayStation comment and then a developer comment. So PS5 we don't know what's going to happen yet. We we know the rumors that we're talking complete backwards compatibility. PS4, PS3, PS2, PS1 all playable on the PS5, right? Cool. I'll be playing Rock the Rink yeah. in no time. Super cool. Uh I hope that is true. We have no confirmation that PS5 games that come out, like, say, Godfall, is going to be playable on the PS4. And if it is, are they, are they, are, if both people, if someone can play on the PS4 and someone can play on PS5, can they play online together? You know, those types of questions are, are still up in the air. There's belief that, that they could go down this road. And one reason 
is the developer. And so the the Forbes the Forbes article that we pulled we pulled a lot of this information from was really was really good um, by uh, Dave Thier, and the um, he goes on to say this has been a long time coming. Console transitions are hellish on developers, which have to both work extra hard figuring out how to develop for the new hardware and then turn around and sell those new games to an install base that's a fraction of the size of the previous generation, and they are limiting for manufacturers too. Uh, Apple gets to sell people a new iPhone like every other month, while console manufacturers find themselves waiting years to sell new hardware. So now, if you're Microsoft again, and you're presenting to a developer, a third party, and you're actually telling them, hey, you can develop your game, and here's, here's, a, here's a tool set that lets you not only push it to its limits on the Xbox Series X, but it's also playable on the Xbox One. That's huge from a developer standpoint, especially a developer that maybe doesn't have the resources to worry about this. Like we talked to a lot of developers at PAX that are like, we have to pick and choose the platform that we first want to launch on. And then we have to hope that it's a successful launch so that we can take those profits. And that way, that's how we can get out onto another platform. You know, that that's the game. That's the gamble they have to play. So if I'm a company and I go, well, PlayStation did great on PS4. But the PS5 is brand new, and the install base isn't isn't anywhere near what the PS4 was, and there's not the ability, you know, to to tap into that unless I make a game for an old system where I can go over to Microsoft and I can just develop this game and just launch it out onto their platform, which would be X Cloud Series X and the One. That's tempting, and then you can sit there and say mix that in with the with the Switch, and I got. The best of both worlds at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I think this is a really good move on Microsoft's part. I, I I want to see unit sales and I want to see software sales because I think in I think overall six six months in six months into the Xbox Series X we see a decline maybe in brand new um, Series X sales. But I think we see software sales setting records. And when your profitability lives in your software, I think then you probably are pretty happy with that because I think Microsoft has kind of gotten into this boat of, I don't care how many consoles I sell. I just want you playing my games. Play Halo anywhere you want. Play our games anywhere you want. Get on the Game Pass. Use the Xbox app on the PC. Play on your old Xbox One. Play on your new Xbox Series X. I don't care. I want you to to be playing the software on through our service. And I think it's funny that I think back to our Best Buy days mm-hmm. and how service was key, right? Services were everything. They didn't care how many computers you necessarily sold. It was the services on the computer. And you go department by department, and that was that was the story every time. And I kind of sit back now and I go, hmm, you know what? That's what we're seeing right now is that that they're seeing this pure profit level. Because once it's out there, once it's it's ready to go and it's out there, yes, there's some main t- maintenance, there's some patching, there's some you know, um, you know, some organic changes that happen in these games games as a service now, but overall, it's it's just 
money at that point. You're, you're not developing anything beyond it unless you're working on DLC, which costs, which which you're going to sell or microtransactions because you're going to buy things. There's that's that's the interesting part. You're not having to worry about hardware and 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 caught an overhead. So I don't know. It, it will be very interesting to see how they do these things, and it's also going to be interesting to see how does Nintendo react to this. Yeah. This is that's the third company that we're kind of are right now. We're kind of like, what is their game plan? Because they they're good. They're they're not. There's nothing to worry about right now. But I think if they sit to the side and they watch, I think they get. I think they fall into trouble quick with what some of these with what Microsoft's trying to do and even what uh, is rumored of PlayStation. Well, we you know you've been playing on XCloud. We've seen that that is a viable way to play games in the future and well in the very near future it seems like the switch really came at the perfect time right before streaming was something that was a viable platform for everyone and it it is curious to know what would nintendo's next move going to be what is nintendo's next move going to be because we're looking at Maybe, you know, a pro model that's being rumored. But if we're looking at a successor to the Switch, that's probably another two to three full years. Because if we're looking at a five-year cycle, but I think the Switch has, a you know, maybe, yeah. Yeah, we could be looking three years until they release a full successor. Who knows? I think the Switch, I think we're going to see the Switch Pro. Yeah. I I mean, that that seems to be pretty much happening here in 2020. But, But my question more is what Nintendo always has been behind the ball when it comes to their services, when it comes to their environment, their you know Xbox Live compared to Nintendo Online, there's no there's no competition there. Um, now cost of like you have to play into cost. I pay twenty bucks a year for Nintendo Online. I pay more, much more on the Xbox side. But again, the value, right, and 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 the, the maturity of of the platform. So for me, what does Nintendo do when when all of a sudden Xbox is like play anywhere? Like I can, I literally right now I carry it. So I'm in the beta for xCloud. I carry a Xbox controller around with me with a little clip on it. I slap my phone into it. I'm playing Forza. It has, it has already affected my switch play. And you know, this a ton, it already has in a beta form because I'm playing Xbox level games on my phone with a controller in my hand at lunchtime on a horrible Wi-Fi, and it still works. Yeah, That's scary when I look at it from a Nintendo standpoint when I go, damn, I'll, I, I literally have an investment of $15 a month if I didn't have Game Pass, 15 bucks a month, and then, what, a $50 controller and a $10 clip. And now I don't have to buy another game. They just keep rolling them out. Mm-hmm. That's that's a concern that Nintendo has to look at and go, uh-oh, what are what are we going to add to the switch? What service are we going to add? What are we going to improve on in our in our services? Not not the hardware. I like the hardware. I like the games. You know, but the services is what I want to see Nintendo try to improve on to keep themselves relevant as PlayStation now evolves, as X Cloud is born, and and this stuff starts happening. And there's been an interesting conversation in the Mixer chat. We're live every Monday night, mixer.com slash gamesallmedia. But Emperor Titan uh, has been saying that the console like is, is going stale. Consoles are going stale. And AAA games are buggier than ever and have all these problems. And it's just been big letdown after... Well, I don't want to say big letdown after big letdown, but some major letdowns that 
millions and millions of dollars and, and thousands and thousands of hours have been put into it. And you can sit back now and you can look at a function like xCloud and go, maybe I don't need an Xbox Series X. I can get into the Xbox world for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Buy myself a controller, a clip, and a couple months of Game Pass. See if I like it. It's true. And then you go, wow, Halo was a mess. Wow, uh, Anthem is a disaster. Wow, you know, um, PlayStation Now maybe gives me access to Last of Us and and it wasn't what I what I wanted. Things like that that I don't have to invest four or five hundred dollars into a box to try it anymore. And so it is changing in the sense that I think I think they'll still sell plenty of them. Do I think PS5 can sell what the PS4 did? I don't I don't think it can. I really don't. And I think the Xbox is gonna have just as have a hard time as well. Um, but they already but I think both companies know this. And that's why they have these virtual servers that you're basically these VMs that you're basically logging into and streaming games to your devices especially as 5G rolls out and these other things roll out. But overall, um, yeah, I think it is a good question to ask, how healthy is just straight-up console? How healthy is it? We looked at the Xbox One and, the, and we look, definitely looked at the PS4 as a success story. But as this article puts it, that it, this is the apex. This is the pinnacle. Yeah. We're going to go downhill after this. We hear that a lot of times, right? We, yeah. I feel like every generation we have a somewhat of a conversation like this. But this one's different because it, of the services. It's it's a different conversation because the conversation is not talking about mobile gaming cannibalizing the market. It's not talking right. about how games are becoming less popular. It, it's really just talking about... Our gaming companies that we already know and love and are loyal to are presenting us with a different option to play their titles. Right. That That's what we're talking about. And uh, something I would be interested to see if I can look up is I wonder what the average, because I know we are not the average. Even me, I don't think I am the average as cheap as I am. I want to know how much the average system owner spends on video games per year. Right. Because there's a lot of people that might buy two to three titles a year, and that's that's all their new games they get per year, where something like the subscription service where they're paying in every month actually involves more money from that person going into Microsoft's pocket every month. It be, Right. Because, you know, I would, you know, we know we are among a group of hardcore gamers that spend money on video games. Right. And that, yeah. that's what I wonder is when we talk about like, oh, how does, how does this financially work out for Microsoft? It might work out really well if you play the averages because we're skewed a little bit by being guys that are really into video games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll, we're going to find out a lot more here uh, even in the next within the next month because PlayStation has started to hint about uh, PlayStation Days, uh, PlayStation Experience, uh, which is floating around this uh, a month-long event that's going to be happening in New York. So they have they have the uh, the play, the Sony Square there, and they're talking about this month long event where every day people are going to be able to stop by and 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 enjoy um, the the just PlayStation history, and they think it's going to lead up into what is a PlayStation Five reveal because they revealed the PS4 uh, in New York, 
sorry, they revealed the PS4 Pro in New York. That would be mm-hmm. the last system that they revealed. That that theater that they use has been uh, closed. They own this. They own this structure already, and they they think it could happen there. And this is it's more and more is adding up because Sony has officially announced as of today. This is the breaking news. They will not be attending E3 2020. This is interesting because, yes, they were absent last year. We thought they didn't have anything to show. They didn't have a lot of big, big punches. They were still developing PS5. They weren't ready to talk about it. Skip it. I had no, there was no way they were missing E3 this year. They're just like, to me, I was like, no way do they miss E3. Maybe they do something like Xbox where they just rent a theater next door, you know, but they'll be at E3. And uh, they, they've announced officially they will not be presenting at E3. You're announcing before E3 at that point. They have to. You have to. They have the Because if, if I remember correctly, there was still some Sony-related news that came out the week. There was a few splashes like early in the week and the week before just to get a little bit of attention for the Sony brand, even though they didn't have a main showcase and they weren't part of E3. You would think that they are going to show off the PlayStation 5 because Ubisoft takes the stage. EA takes the stage. Like, the companies that produce games for you are going to want to show off what they're releasing for your system in the fall. So it has to be between now and June that we have concrete details of what the PlayStation 5 is going to be. Yeah, I, I agree. You ha- They have to get it out there because you, Xbox already has had that first punch. You have to now level the playing field and you can't I think better than anyone Sega has proven to the world don't surprise people mm. too late don't just throw things out there and expect that people will just catch it like you know like they don't they don't care that they got caught off guard Sony killed themselves from poor planning and poor promotion poor poor presentation and just throwing out the Saturn, throwing out the Dreamcast, and and just expecting people to be like, oh yeah, cool, it's a, a great product, we're going to jump on board. Instead, everyone was like, I don't have time to develop for this now, I don't have time for this, and we watched things falter. Sony's not Sony's not going to do that. As, as much as I like to poke fun at Sony for some of their rough presentations, they're not they're not dumb. And <laughs> the so, only similarity that Sony and Sega have is unsupported peripherals. Right, exactly. It's very good, but yeah. So they 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 have to make this announcement sooner than later. If they're not going to be at E three, it has to be before E three. Could they do it at a PAX East? They could. It'd be weird, but you know what? We just saw the Xbox reveal at the Video Game Awards, which I never thought was going to happen. So. It could happen in March. Uh, they could run this month-long event where they just kind of keep teasing, 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 and then they drop the ball early March at uh, PAX East. What about South? Isn't South the end of this month? South is. It'd the be end- unlikely, yeah. but if they it, want to get ahead of it, yeah, they've really never had a great presence at South. So, I mean, if if early if day one we start seeing some big Sony presence, then something's up because they've literally been like. I think Days Gone was the biggest I've ever seen Sony at PAX South. Yeah. So, I don't know. But um, 
We spent a lot of time on this. We can continue this conversation and what people think is going to happen. Maybe what what console you are you're interested in uh, picking up next gen. Maybe maybe you're like uh, Emperor's Titan and you have no interest in this next gen. You think you think that the AAA games are a waste of money and uh, you know a lot of these companies are just getting too greedy and they're not they're not focusing where we actually want them. You know these are all great conversations to have in the Discord. That's right, gameslomedia.com. Go to the community tab. Click on that Discord. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Or if you're live on Mixer.com slash Media, the link is in the chat. So there you go. Boom. All right. Um, it's a very interesting topic. I could I could honestly probably break some more things down, but we got other things to talk about. We'll, we'll have a lot of this to talk about over the next six months leading up to yeah. E3. It's only going to so. get better. This, this is some of my favorite times when it comes to the gaming industry, when, when we get new technology, new software, um, you know, the race kind of starts over, but this one's just so extraordinary. It, it's just, or not extraordinary. It's, it's, it's extra because of these, this next gen of technology with, with uh, streaming that's uh, going to change everything. So, all right, next topic. We had a Nintendo direct that turned into a Pokemon direct. Yeah. And, di- <gasps> and Butterboy is going to tell you all about it. Let me slather you up with some Pokemon Ooh. goodness. I'm about to melt it down. There we go. He's feeling it now, guys. Oh yeah, that that one Coors Light that I slammed. That uh, that it's it's like I'm like Bender. I need, I need alcohol to function. Apparently on this show. All right, so we did have a Pokemon Direct last week, and there was a lot of speculation of of what was going to come out of this. Uh, I can tell you right now what they didn't talk about is any more Pokemon Sleep. Boo. No That's all we po- care about. Everyone wanted more Pokemon Sleep, the Pokemon Go <laughs> peripheral that catches Pokemon while you sleep. It's insane, but that's the world we live in. Uh, there was no mention of any sort of remakes from the fourth generation Diamond and Pearl, which are currently uh, swirling the rumor mill that we're eventually going to get. We did get a date for uh, a time window for Pokemon Home, which is the successor to Pokemon Bank, which will allow you to bring your old Pokemon and your Pokemon from Pokemon Go that are uh, in the the Sword and Shield decks into Sword and Shield. That's going to launch sometime in February. So we are uh, sometime in the next month, a month and a half, I suppose we're going to get that. Could be a matter of weeks. But the direct led with something that I, I I guess I didn't see on the rumor mill. I knew a lot of Pokemon fans really wanted this. And that's the announcement that the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series is returning in the form of a remake of the original from the Game Boy Advance era. It's the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Uh, you know, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games are games I've never played. I know they're sort of a party-based dungeon crawler where you play actually as the Pokemon and go on a little adventure. Uh, I don't know why I've never played one of these games. Uh, I heard they're a ton of fun. So there is a demo available that dropped the same day as the Direct that I'll have to download so I can... Uh, start to have a little bit more of an opinion about that series, but that was a little bit of surprise that I know. Uh, you know, the the portion of Pokemon fans that love that series, we're we're very excited to see something that we haven't seen a mystery dungeon game since maybe early 3ds, but for sure on the DS. I'm not even sure if there was one on the 3ds. I don't know. Um, again, I'm not an expert on the mystery dungeons, but it's been a while, so people were very excited. And then the direct really got good. They announced that something that most Pokemon fans didn't think was going to happen, but in my heart, 
I believe that this was possible because <laughs> Nintendo has shown us since Breath of the Wild that they will do this now, opposed to a uh, Pokemon uh, third game or you know sequel to these games. They are giving us an expansion pass, which will introduce DLC. To go with Pokemon for Sword and Shield for the first time ever, because th- people were thinking back when Sun and Moon launched, like, oh, maybe we can get DLC. Like, they could actually do DLC on a 3DS, and it didn't happen. They gave us Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, uh, Sword and the Sun and Sun and Moon weren't that good anyway, so it's fine that we didn't get it because we have it here, Sword and Shield, and they showed off some really really cool stuff. Uh, we are being given. Uh, uh, the first expansion uh, in the first, uh, I guess, new new area is being called the Isle of Armor, where they show us this really cool tropical island. And uh, it, it's going to be l- another wild area with another story. You're going to enter this tropical island and, and you are going to train at a fighting dojo where you're giving a, a new fighting Pokemon whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a little bear. And, uh, you know, you're going to go through some some story content there, but it opens up new new raid dens, new wild areas. And between both of these uh, expansions that we're getting, uh, there are going to be over 200 Pokemon added to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, which, again, what did we when people were blowing up about the the decks and, and not being complete and not being big enough? And yet here we go, right? Not not that long ago, everyone was just up in arms. They were trying to just veto the new Pokemon game, and now we're expanding by over two by two hundred Pokemon. I know it's still not complete, but again, this is what I was saying. Even not being a Pokemon expert, I was like, yeah, but this is the first one on the Switch. Don't you think they want to kind of roll things out as time goes on and keep the game relevant? Well, here we are. And we saw that with with updates to raid battles, with the fact that, you know, ever, you know, since the game's launch, we've had multiple time exclusive raid battle events. So they've already shown that this is going to be an evolving and living form of Pokemon like we haven't seen in previous generations. So Isla Armor is is going to drop um, in June. So six months away. Uh, I was hoping it'd be a little bit sooner. They're saying it's in develop uh, in development now. Uh, and then uh, the other expansion that they showed off is, uh, what was it called again? Miggy just had the graphic up for me. It's a, it's on a snowy mountain. And what was it called? Does it say in my article? I don't know. It's a snowy mountain. It's called the Crown, Crown Tundra. Tundra. That's what it is. Crown Tundra. Uh, and th- again, it's going to be another wild area. We're on another adventure. And this one showed off specific areas that if you remember back to uh the third generation the the reggies are back the reggie gigas reggie steel reggie ice and they, they showed off these different temples where you're going to and what seems to be on a mission to catch them uh in the in the announcement they showed off a uh, Gigantamax Venusaur, Gigantamax Blastoise. They showed off uh, various different screenshots of new of Pokemon that we are already familiar with coming back to the game, but also Gigantamax forms for all the starters, as well as uh, return of what looks like Galarian form for the legendary birds from the first generation. That That's what people believe that they are, which they look super cool. Um, in the Crown Tundra, there are going to be more group raids where they say you explore the underground dens together. So I don't know if that's going to be you're actually walking around in the dens opposed to just going in them and immediately into a battle. But that's in the 
in the Crown Tundra area, you're going to be able to catch tons of legendary Pokemon. I mean, they showed off at least what looked like almost all the old legendaries that some of them will be battleable and catchable in these dens, which is super cool to see all that. That's going to be really fun. They sh and they showed off a couple new legendary Pokemon. They So I have not played a lot of the new Pokemon game, and I own both copies of it. I just, timing-wise, too many games came out around it, and I got distracted, never got into it. This announcement got me excited where I was like, man, I probably should get my time into this game so I'm ready for when this stuff comes out because I saw things like the um, Gigantamax Venusaur. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so cool. I want it. And so it's just stuff like that where, and then you told me, like, yep, Blastoise has one and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, the new stuff is cool. And that's still technically like a new version of an old classic that I love. So for me, it's actually the old stuff with just a little new twist to it that has me thinking about getting more into it. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I like Fox McCloud Service comment and on Mixer here. Yes, yes, the Venusaur bowl cut. It does. Yeah, yeah it looks like he's got a bowl cut haircut going on. Um, absolutely. But um, maybe you can reference this. But Ghost Walker uh, on Mixer was telling me about the his favorite Pokemon. And it's a, it's a bear that was from early on that, like, they ripped out of the game. Yeah, so um, it this new Pokemon definitely does remind me of, like, Ursaring from the second generation, yeah. the, the bear Pokemon. Because this, this new Pokemon, whatever its name is, it is bear-related. It does have Ursa in the name. Um, and so this one looks like it's a mix between uh, Ursaring and Pangoro. Yeah. Just from a design standpoint, which is pretty cool. Right. Interesting, because yeah, they said they removed the bear and then Pangoro came along, um, which is that's, that's the evolved version, right? Uh, that... No, Pangoro is a different. There, there's several different bear Pokemon. Yeah. There's four now, five. What was different... the little? What was the little guy that turns in the little panda guy that turns into like the bigger? Uh, Panchim turns into Panchim. Pangoro, but yeah. back in Generation Two, there was Teddy Ursa who evolved into Ursaring. He yeah. was the original bear Pokemon, and then they did Cubshoe and Bear Tick later on. Uh, Pangoro. So why did they get rid of the original bear? He just you, didn't make the cut for the new. The you're new a decks. bear guy, though. I, I was disappointed. I love Ursaring. Okay, good. Just wanted to get your I, opinion on it. We're now we're now to the point where if they <laughs> did if Ursaring comes back in this, um, I think yeah, Gustavo, I could have one, two, three. Ooh, I'm at I'm at pretty much a full bear squad. I could have five bears. Full bears. Full bear squad. That's what I want. Damn. Uh, so and. They they tie they tied up this you know I'm giving you a quick summation uh, of the experience you know you can go back and watch the full direct but they they tied it up with giving you a little bit of new inf new content in the game uh, you know we've we've seen for the last two generations new forms of old Pokemon well they dropped a little event through an update that allowed you to catch the new Galarian Slowpoke Slowpoke that will be available in either the Isle of Armor or the Crown Tundra. And so you could go to one of the train stations and they run through a real quick little story tease and you can catch the Slowpoke. And uh, I don't know, that's pretty cool. They, they announced that there's going to be you know, also a new form of Slowbro, a new form of Slowking based on items that you can get in these different expansions. So uh, I'm really excited. I, I'm sure you can tell by, you know, listening to me rattle off all the different stuff that was in this. <laughs> and if I, if I missed anything from rattling it off, uh, 
you know, I apologize. Love to talk to you about it in the Discord, but this looks really cool. Two new wild areas, which was my favorite part of Sword and Shield. A ton more raid dens, a ton more Pokemon added. There's just going to be so much more to play, and I'm excited about it. So Crown Tundra drops next fall. So, uh, you know, we have six months until Isle of Armor, then probably close to another six months for Crown Tundra. So we're looking at then, a, you know, a full year of support for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm excited. That was that was a good direct where short, simple showed a lot of cool excitement and and evolving Pokemon in a way that I've wanted to see for a while. And and we're finally seeing it now because the the uh, ability with the Switch. And I think it's the less like when you think about the DS series, like yeah, the DS was a great handheld, but how well did it really handle DLC? How well did it handle expansions on games? Yeah. It wasn't the greatest setup for that. So here we are. They're they're able to do it, and we've seen it with Breath of the Wild. We've seen it with you know with some other games. Now we're seeing it with Pokemon, which is really cool. So, all right, you good? You got I'm, it all out? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 riding high. Thanks, it worked. All right. <laughs> oh, Dexit worked? Yep. It didn't work. The Pokemon company laughed at all, everyone who was stupid the whole time. Like, we're going to give you more Pokemon. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> all right, let's get into our last topic here. Um, I have not played this game. I've watched it. I'm, I am I don't fully get the, uh, you know, why people are obsessed over it. But Escape from Tarkov is a very popular survival battle royale game style. Um, but... It's very different in the sense that it's just you're kind of just left to to your own to figure things out to find the to find the way out and 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 there's no hand holding there's no there's no radar there's no there's a lot of things that are missing here. Very interesting to watch someone like Shroud play it. Me, I don't know what I would do. But anyways, it's gaining a lot of popularity. A lot of your big streamers are playing the game. It's definitely starting to gain steam and. There's one um, interesting issue that kind of got brought up, though. There's no playable female characters in the game. Mm. Okay? So, that's the thing. The problem is, is that the creator decided to give excuses as to why there are no playable female characters in the game. So, let's just go over the, the excuses first. Excuse number one is that the Russian-based developer, and they explained on Twitter, that playable female characters can't be included because of game lore. It's not exactly clear what that means, but Battlestate is the developer. <laughs> yeah, I like that excuse a lot. That's the, that's the laziest you like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, aren't any girls in this game, so that's just part of the story. Like, what part of the story is that? Oh, man, it's part of the story, you know, yeah. lore. So, um... <laughs> Battle State as a developer seems to be suggesting that its game, which is set in a fictional region of Russia and features an armed conflict between fictional private military companies, doesn't have a narrative that supports female combatants. This That is despite the uh, narrative evidence of female characters who are present in pretty much every piece of post-apocalyptic fiction ever made. Because, you know, women exist and is basically every other military survival sim and battle royale shooter on the market you can play as a female. But it gets better because excuse number two is just a bit more straightforward. There will be no playable female characters because... 
of the huge amount of work needed with animations and gear fe- uh, gear fitting, etc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that was the excuse. I'm not a game developer. That sounds legit to me. <laughs> so, I've never made a 3D model. It sounds legit to well, me. Let me just read a little bit more of this for you. Let, 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 let me let me uh, let me just get a little bit more of this out here. The developer is getting destroyed on social media, by the way, with these responses. Shocker, right? That's the way social media goes. Shocker. Um, especially considering its previous tweets seemed to suggest it had no problem animating in non-playable female characters for storyline quests, thus undermining its lore excuse. Well, so I mean, f- females in the game, you just can't be playable because you know, because. Well, I mean, hear me out. It's it's clearly some sort of like post-apocalyptic sort of thing. And I'm just saying that, you know, the, the guys are out fighting. Ladies are doing other stuff. Maybe there's a lady war in a whole other country that the ladies are fighting in. And there's just That'll a few. Come out. Yeah. It's going to come out in six months because that's how they're going to fix this. A whole other, <laughs> it's just ladies fighting. It's lady war. Okay, so hold on. I got a little bit more to read. The ladies have already escaped from Terracosta or whatever this game's called. Tarkov. Tarkov. You're adding way too many extra letters here. I can't read. That graphic was terrible. I can read Tarkov there. Go back, Mickey. Go back. I believe you. I believe you. Put Take your it arm back, down. Mickey. Oh, show the graphic on Mixer again. Stop pointing and screaming. You're all out of control. No. Listen. The red. I have more to read. Okay. And also, this is also curious because Battlestate is only responding to this idea now because a three-year-old interview with an employee of the development team had been recirculating online, in which the employee insisted women couldn't cut it. In high tension environment of Tarkov. Yeah, look! Look at that! Look at that name! It's a Tarkov. Women, <laughs> women couldn't cut it. In high tension environment of Tarkov, we came to the conclusion that women can't handle that amount of stress. Battle State developer Pavel, I don't even know the last name, said at the time, <laughs> "There's only place for hardened men." In this place, wow. Battlestate has since said the employee was reprimanded and properly instructed, presumably only in how to talk to the press. Uh, he's in a gulag wow. now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, uh, that... I mean, I've never been to Tarkov. He could have a good point. Yeah, I, I, I can't... I'm not hard enough to make it in Tarkov. I'm not one of those tough men. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whatever your excuse is in this day and age, when when this happens, you just fix it. Okay? You just fix it before it damages your game to the point where, where it doesn't recover. And I'm not saying it's there yet, but, like, you just don't... You don't do this. Like, just build a female character, and even if the armor doesn't fit well, build them, and then just move on with your life. Grim, you're 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 not seeing that this is a pattern. This is a pattern that's been coming from Russia for decades. Grim, there are no women in Tetris. <gasps> I'm outraged. I'm never playing Tetris again because there's no women in Tetris. I purple piece was a woman. <laughs> it might it might identify as a woman. Oh wow! I don't know. My, but- you got me. Battle State's response here is not a new one. Nearly a decade ago, 
Developers were making the same exact excuses, most notably back in 2014, when Ubisoft's creative director Alex Amancio said Assassin's Creed Unity wouldn't feature female playable characters in its four-player co-op because it would add a lot of extra production work. Of course, future Assassin's Creed games, like right after this game, called Syndicate, which was released a year later, featured the main character as a female. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, this was conveniently after former Ubisoft animator Jonathan Cooper chimed in amid the uh, right in the controversy of all this in June 2014 and said it would. Mickey, what are you doing over there, man? You trying to break the mic? We just got a new board. We can't afford another microphone. All right. Anyways, amid the controversy in June 2014, it said it would take a day or two of work. To add playable female models. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I blame never Are we still talking about Terra Costa? No. Or are we talking we're about ta- Assassin's Creed? We're talking- it would take two days to add a woman to Assassin's Creed? We were talking about Assassin's Creed and, and, and an animator, an actual animator of Ubisoft said, yeah, it would take a day or two to add female ca- character models. And now you're telling me fast forward now six years in the future and it's too complicated for them to add a female character to a game. In Soviet Russia, girl, <laughs> girls don't play games. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is, uh, it's just a bad look, and unfortunately it's super, in, in a world that we start to look at things like uh, Gears of War, the whole series was nothing but steroid, steroid men, just gigantic muscles, just killing stuff, and yet the last two games, especially Gears 5, where you played as a female, the, ma- the main character was female. Yes. And she was awesome. You can play female in PUBG, Fortnite, Apex, like all these other ge- every other battle royale game. Minecraft. Every other battle royale you game. You play as a woman in Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. You sure can. And that's the broiest of bro games. So, so if they can do if they can do it for COD, they even put female characters into Battlefield Five, which pissed people off because of the historical evidence. That didn't support having females in the oh, game. Yeah, I and remember they that. still did it. Man, that was stupid that people were mad about that. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, like Tarkov, just, just, just be get, be done with it. Release the female character, or say the say it's in development. Fix it and move on. And don't don't sit here and potentially hurt something that you have. You have a good thing going for you right now. You actually are gaining traction. There's momentum here. So, don't be dumb. And sit there and piss a bunch of people off, especially I'm sorry, especially the female side that that has started to eat up the industry as far as the percentage of gamers that are female now that could take offense to this. I mean, hear me out. A lot of other developers have done a great job being inclusive and capitalizing on inclusiveness. What if the Tarkov people are just like, we just want the bros. We just want the sexist bros. That's our audience. We want this community to be toxic, and we want it to be just for dudes. Maybe that's what they want. <laughs> no, League, of, League is for? Uh, I'm not sure that any actual men play League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted. Roasted. And just, and just to let you know, it, 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 the active military allow women to participate Including Russia. Oh, really? Yes. I don't know. I I, I would have figured Russia wasn't uh, didn't let the ladies in. Nope. Not the case. Even Russia lets ladies in the military. So now what does Tarkov have? 
that uh, that's kind of hard to stand on if if your nation <laughs> if you can't stand on the legs that like well in our country we don't do that. Yep, but there you go. Plus, you're making a game that's global, so like don't you can't just sit there and use that excuse anyways. But it doesn't even work. So there you have it. Um, not not the best look for him right now for a game that it has been growing and gaining momentum. I think they just need to just chill out, make a female character, add it, free DLC. Our our bad, our bad. Here you go. We're sorry. We will listen to our fan base better. It it's it seems ridiculous because there's there's an opportunity. As much as I've been joking about how it's not ridiculous, it's super ridiculous because they're leaving money on the table. That's what I'm saying. You can get more players. You can make more money. You can sell more items. I don't know if the game has microtransaction. Like it's the amount of work it would actually take a real developer would balance out in all the extra money you could make. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So <sighs> I think, I think they're going to fix this within the next, within the coming month, month or two, give it, give it three months tops. They're going to fix this. They're going to add wigs to their male characters. Now we're talking that works. That's good enough. That's a band aid right there. Give <laughs> long haired dudes. Pretty much ladies. I used to have long hair. I know. You did. You did. You used to have long hair. I forgot about that. Thanks for no. Me. What it's gonna be is they're gonna have a, like a checkbox at the beginning of the game where you can either check male or female, and there'll be no change to the model. You're like, look, females are in the game now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. I don't know a lot about this developer because I don't think they've done a whole lot before this game. But again, with the success that you're having, just like uh, just like um, what was it, Blue Hole that did PUBG, yeah, and Epic. I mean, Epic's been around for a long time, but the Epic success that they had, obviously with Fortnite, that that quick success, the explosion that could happen at any moment. You have to be ready. You have to you have to try to predict it. And if this is already kind of a a nagging problem, it's not crippling your game, but it's a nagging problem that could just that you literally could take like two animators and say, hey, go make a model for us so that we can release it as free DLC. Like, why not? Like, I don't understand why that's such a difficult situation for you to even just say, yeah, let's just, let's just, you know, stomp this fire out before it turns into anything that's problematic. Yeah, a real company would be like, oh, yeah, that's crazy that we don't have any women in our game. Wow. Thanks for pointing that out. Here are some women in our game. Yeah, I I don't know. Big oversight that uh, maybe, I don't know, they, they assumed wasn't going to become a question, but I don't know how, especially knowing that, that that weird interview was out there from several years ago that has now recycled, like, that's just bad publicity that, like, you should have you should have looked at and go, that's really bad. If we add a female character, it can't come around back to bite us in the ass. Yet you didn't, and then you let it come back around and bite you in the ass. Just fix it. All right. That's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation every day in our Discord. Join uh, right on the right on the website, GameZillaMedia.com. Community tab, click that Discord button. Or if you're watching this live on GameZillaMedia, right there on Mixer.com, then uh, click the link in the chat. But it's time for a Zilla update. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm going to give you... 1000% improvement and how awesome that sound that new soundboard is because you're so quick now. Yeah. There's no I'm... delay. There's no like, oh shit, what button do I need to push? Oh crap, I'm on the wrong software. None of that. 
Yeah, you're none right. of that. It's it's nice to have a functional tool. This tool has to do improved my your skill. It didn't improve me though. <laughs> I've, been I've been terrible from the moment I walked in the door today. Next That's week, right. I'll be ready next week. Yeah, uh, Ghostwalker is asking me a question in the mixer. I will simply say, do it now. Thank you. We got a we got a, a surprise coming for you guys here on the show. When it gets here, I will get it over to Miggy. We'll get it prepped. If you're not watching this live, we'll do our best to describe what's going on. But you might want to come watch the VOD on Mixer.com. All right. YouTube.com. Zilla Moments. Uh, I'll go first. It's pretty simple. I, I played a lot of video games over the weekend, but I played... We started getting a little more competitive into Apex. And Owl Zero and I started running some some games. If you're not familiar with Apex, it's a three-man battle royale. You can't run duos. You can't run... Like, you have three people. We were running with a rando every game. We played eight games. This is where things got very weird for us. Is that I felt like I was getting... I was The rust was coming off. I was feeling a little bit better in this game. So we play over the weekend. Eight games. We win five of them. Five out of eight, we are victory for champions. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, I can't. I mean, there's been one other time in Apex where we won three in a row, and that I thought that was really cool. But these five were like dominating. So like, that aimbot you've been working on is really paying off for you. Yeah, the Chronos Max Plus works, guys. <laughs> and bam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, my gamer tag's not Grimlock the Dino anymore because I had to go buy a new Xbox and get a new Xbox Live account. Oh, so you're the one that stole Butter Boy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they don't ban my IP. I'm gonna have to move here soon. But no, seriously, I I found a good loadout that I really liked, and I started having some really good games. Owl was playing really well. We got a couple randos. That, that that you know hung hung with us and, and did pretty decently and I had my first ever champion while I was the kill leader so I had eight kills two thousand damage and the kill leader with the win and that was kind of like how we ended the night and I was just like wow that felt great and what felt even extra great was that after I won it I received a message on Xbox by some rando that was in the game that said you suck Uber. so you know what I did I said thanks man check out my mixer channel and I sent him <laughs> my mixer link yeah <laughs> yes that's yes, my hero <laughs> yep, my hero yep. I was like hey come watch the vod where I kicked your ass <laughs> <laughs> yep that's better than when uh, <laughs> when someone was going in on me on Rocket League and I told him to eat a dick in the chat. <laughs> I mean, that's good too. Uh, that's always a good time too. And then and then they searched for me on the internet and got my real name, and I was like, "Why well, do you really need to lock down my security?" Whoa! Oh, Lesson man. learned on that one. All right. Um, <laughs> I stopped antagonizing people that antagonize me. That's when I turned off chat. Like I was like, "Oh, I don't. I can turn off the chat for the people I'm playing with." Great. Well, that was my gaming moment of the week. Um, I did get to play some league with some friends. That was a lot of fun. But the Apex like win streak was just nuts. I mean, the win ratio there was unlike anything I've ever done. Hopefully, we can keep it going. I'll I'll keep you guys posted. But while I take care of something here uh, on my phone to send to Miggy for a surprise, I'm gonna let Dead Eye talk about his gaming moment of the week. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Got the perfect thing for this. Let's see. Let's see. 
There we go. Go ahead. Oh, Miggy's been doing hard work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anyone who's not watching the video, <laughs> the video on demand, uh, over the weekend, I went, took my wife to a local ice carving festival and sat on an icy throne and posed. And Miggy did great work <laughs> editing out the ice throne and instead has me sitting on a uh, several sticks of butter. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> great, great, great. Okay, so my gaming moment of the week. Um, I don't play video games anymore because uh, I quit. <laughs> no, uh, I filled up my Pokedex. I hit 400 Pokemon in the Pokedex. Uh, I haven't had a full Pokedex, like completely full Pokedex in at least a few games, so that felt really good. It's super attainable in this game if you at least have one friend with an opposite copy of the game. Uh, you can get all your exclusives. It's really easy to get all the evolutions in this game because there's so many Pokemon available in the wild area that you would normally have to trade for. Um, so it's really only like... 20 or 30 Pokemon that are even a challenge to try to acquire. So, uh, you know, my wife and I traded our legendaries at the same time to complete our Pokedex. So it was nice because uh, she really wanted to finish that before I did. So I <laughs> uh, made sure I, I waited to the last day to catch my legendary just to just to make sure we finish at the same time. So, uh, you know, that was good. It, it was nice to close that chapter and be like, okay, I, I put, uh, it took me 99 hours to fill my Pokedex. So I went hard on Pokemon over the last two months. Uh, and uh, it was literally the next day that the direct hit with the DLC. And I was like, good. I just finished, like I closed the door on Pokemon. I can take a little bit of a break and still do some raids and have some fun playing with other people, but I don't feel driven to, to need to grind right now. And then I'll be ready here in a few months uh, for when the, the DLC drops. So uh, I was able to, you know, spend some time getting back into Star Wars. I got back to Link's Awakening, uh, you know, so just getting into some games that I put down, uh, you know, uh, on the Switch, you know, speaking of Link's Awakening. So, you know, getting Did back into some it? story games. Uh, I am in the, I have I have played the Song of the Windfish, and now I'm in that part. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have uh, Link's Awakening hopefully done in the next 48 to 72 hours, depending on uh, what time I put into it. But, you know, just, I don't know, it's nice to feel like I have another gaming accomplishment because we know that I am notorious for never completing games. So it's good that I, I'm, you know, still going hard on the Star Wars story and I'm back into Zelda trying to close some stuff out. So Nice. Miggy, what do you got for us? And then I'll, I'll get these sent over to you, hopefully. Well, um, nothing okay. much. I've been spent the weekend trying to trying to recover uh, from this little cold that I had. But um, Saturday I kind of... Dragged myself out of the bed into my uh, into my chair, and I tried to get some fours in. Um, wasn't having much luck at that, and then I uh, decided to play some Subnautica. And let me tell you, I got all of the FC hype when I was streaming uh, Subnautica. Uh, picked up a ton a ton of new followers, so it was it was pretty great stream. That low energy, uh, I had to apologize because I wasn't my usual animated self. Um, but uh, it was nice. Had uh, one uh, one person that stuck around. They guided me through like what to do, um, you know, where to start, uh, what items I need to be paying attention for. And they were basically they were basically my personal tutorial, and I appreciated them for that. It stuck with me for almost like the full two hours. So um, the game was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's 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 a water world. Um, you're basically if you're, if you're not familiar with this, so you're, you're fighting people that are evil and called smokers, and you're the mariner and you have gills. And you have to drink your own urine. 
Um, yeah, but basically, if you're not familiar with the game, um, this is like I guess it's like the future or whatever. But you're 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 in a spaceship. It gets attacked um, and is getting ready to go down. And the ship basically uh, everyone gets in escape pods and lands on the nearest planet, which happens to be completely in, uh, covered by water. There's no dry land in sight. So um, when your pod lands, you climb out. You look in the distance. You see the crashed ship, and you have to survive. So as you're bringing things, as you're um, harvesting material underwater, like finding minerals and finding uh, different things, like different fish um, can uh, take care of different attributes. You can turn fish into water. You can, um, certain fish will get will fill you up. It, it, it's amazing. Um, but as you progress, you're starting to find different, uh, different members of your crew and they send a distress beacon. You go to them and you find out what happens to them. It's, it's, it's really cool. It gives me, it gives me a little bit of anxiety cause I don't do well, like underwater scenarios cause I can't swim. So, um, but it's, it's not as bad as, uh, what is that pirate game that we play? Uh, uh, sea of Thieves. It's not as bad as that because when you swim in that water, you look down and there's nothing but the abyss and you don't know what's down there. That really messes with me. But um, not bad. Not that bad yet. I've watched. I've watched. I watched FC play a lot of that. That game. That game looks. It looks like a lot of fun, but also stressful. Really? It sounds really cool. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm. I'm just at the point where I'm. You know, I think I'm. I think next playthrough I'll be ready to start building things and venturing out more. So the uh, one. The one tip I'll oh give boy. you is always make sure that you completely stop your submarine. Okay. I watched FC get out of moving the submarine, uh-huh. not stop it all the way. Get out of the submarine and then the submarine kill him. <laughs> So don't do that. I've I've learned from FC that's a bad thing. But uh, I did send you some uh, some images there via the Discord private message. So uh, take a look at those uh, fired up because we have a, a special surprise to share live on the show um, for all of us. Actually, it's uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. Miggy's like, yeah, I'm into this. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I'll just say. These are our gaming moments. We like to share them every week with you guys here on the podcast right near the end of the show, but we want to always hear what you guys are up to, and the best way to do that is in the Discord. We hang out there every day when we're not doing the podcast. That's where you can find out things like when I'm streaming, when Player One Miggy's going live, Spidey2KX, Owl Zero, Matrix on Stage, Craig WK, all these people that are part of our community that stream amazing content. It's all available uh, right, and, and you can get first first notification right there on the discord so um if you're looking for additional shows additional podcasts youtube content blogs things like that it's all at gameslemedia.com so we'd appreciate you stopping by checking it out leaving a comment and then wherever you listen to the podcast give us a review five stars a heart emoji whatever you can do we greatly appreciate it hit that subscribe button yeah it would do a lot for us, especially if you're Uh, unable to support us on Patreon. We totally understand that. Uh, If you could just take the two minutes of your day to write us a review and give us some stars on whatever app you listen to us, that actually helps us reach a lot of people, and that's really appreciated. Yeah. Um, Well, well, Miggy finalizes this here. I'm just going to also say... Uh, call or um, League of Legends was a lot of fun. We got to play with uh, some followers, so it was a League of Legends community night. We got uh, Player One Miggy back into League, who has, has taken a break from it for a while. Boom. We got, so much fun. We got boom. Sean Flack playing it again. I can't boom my man, Sean Flack. Yeah, um, you know, so a lot of people that were getting back. The the season's about to start, season ten of League of Legends, so that the excitement kind of around all the changes and and the new champs that are that are out. 
Um, people are really kind of uh, enjoying it and getting into it and getting ready for for the season here. Um, I think Owl and I will start doing our ranked matches here soon. Don't look. Boo. <laughs> I was going look. to booing you on League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so we started trying to do some fun stuff at, on Community Night where we um, we just went in and we would pick characters. I'm like, I'm going to go, you know, Lucian, one of my favorites, and Owl would just pick uh, one of the new champs that's like Lucian's wife who he's never played. And she does technically play support, but she's kind of an aggressive support. And before I knew it, I was 12-0-2, and we were just dominating our lane, and I'm like, wow, is this a thing, or, or are these people just really bad? And so but we had had an amazing round. 12-0-2, I'm like, oh my, it's a normal game. It's not like an ARAM game. It's, oh, it's normal. Oh, I, I figured you were playing ARAM. No, and I'm like, okay, I'm really excited. This could be my S rank. I need one more S rank. So when you get a, a champ, right, each champ levels itself. So the more you play a champ, the, more, the higher level it gets. Once you get to level 5, to get to level 6 and level 7, the only way you do is you have to get S ranks on that champ. And then you have to basically hit um, you get two of those, and then you, you cash those in to then level again. I have one. And I've been trying to get that second one forever. I'm 12-0-2 with like almost 100 CS. The other team forfeits. We just are rolling. I get an A-. Ooh. But someone got an S minus, which would have counted. An S minus would have been enough. Someone got an S minus in on my team. It was Owl. He was three, one, and two. <laughs> yeah, with, but he's supporting with, with eight CS. I don't know what that means. That's how many little minions you kill in the game. I had eighty-one. <laughs> what a stupid! What a stupid game! He gets an S minus, <laughs> and I got an A minus. League, what dumb. the hell? I just want my level six like icon. It's Do not better. even level seven. Just don't play it ever again. I quit. I'm on. There you go. The game. Yes, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so let me get uh, the for the first image is lined up. So let me just give a little bit of feedback here. Last week, you got to see the Grimlock card that was de uh, designed by Ghostwalker two five five two, our man, our man, our Forza buddy, yeah. and um, he he tuned into the podcast, had a really good time, it was his first time hanging out here, and came up with an idea that he wanted to surprise us with and, and get ready. And so that's what we're about to show you is what he created. Um, so that's going to that's gonna happen here in just a minute. Mickey's setting it up. But I just wanted to give credit where credit's due. Ghostwalker doing some amazing stuff. Uh, I know he's made some uh, some additional cards for some of the other streamers here on GameZilla Media. I think Owl got a teaser, a teaser photo of a uh, 69 ch uh, Charger with like this really cool Owl design on the hood. Um, and that was after Owl had started talking about what, you know, if you, if you could get a car, if you could use any car in the game or whatever, what would it be? You know, he was, he was, he was popping it out there. So don't look. <laughs> Avert your eyes. Very special image. Yes. Very special. But, uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he may or may not have seen it guys. That's all I'm saying. Look at this reaction right now and understand that this is excitement that is about to happen. Look at this face. It's about uh, to go down. You're about to see why 
This guy just had that reaction. It's a shame that this soundboard's first show is going to be my last show. Uh, why did I come to help set this thing up? I should have just quit know. before I the show. Know, but I'm so thankful that you did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, anyways. All right, guys. Are we ready? I think we're about ready. Here it is. This is we're gonna explain this to our viewers that are or not to our viewers, but to our listeners on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, we're there. Here we go. Welcome to Gamezilla Mobile. Man. It's it's, a raptor. I'm already into that. I'm real into that. It's got the red, black, and white design here. We got we got Gamezilla just ripping up the side of the car. Our our old school like silhouette Gamezilla, uh, you know, with the controllers as his spine, all that stuff. It, it's a Ford Raptor. Ford to, to Raptor. We're looking at a no dope. Raptor dinosaur. <laughs> We're looking at a dope <laughs> custom truck. All games lit out. All right, here's the back end of it. We got the logo. We got Ghost's signature image here. We got the we got the Ford Oval tag. We got GameslowMedia.com on the bottom because you got to advertise. It's very important. Gotta let them know. Gotta Where let to them go. know. It's and a website. Yeah, we're gonna roll it around next. Let feed me the next image. Let's go. Here it is. The key piece is the cab on the bed. You got that cap. You got Grimlock. You got player one, Miggy, and of course, splatter in butter. You got butter boy. Butter boy. That's right, butter boy, getting that prime real estate right there. I used to making be making it official. It's official now. You're on a car, man. I used to be an honorable deadite night, and now I'm reduced <laughs> to being a sloppy butter boy. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Okay, and then of course we gotta advertise that we're on Mixer, so when we're driving around the Gamezilla Mobile, people can tune in the Mixer and check out the podcast. This thing's sweet. It is sweet. This thing is sweet. I cannot wait to start driving this. I cannot wait to start driving it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um It's super cool. Yeah. It, it is really cool. Thank you again to Ghostwalker2552. The uh, every every time you surprise us with something, it's amazing. So I've seen I've seen the teasers for Owl's uh, vehicle. I know you you've made the Grimlock mobile, which was amazing. Um, we got the Gamezilla truck now, so I'm ready to go off roading. I'm ready to do all my dirt races now because I got something ready to go. So yeah, thanks again. And uh, what what a fun surprise! I mean, Butter Boy just getting getting that that real estate, that I've prime just, real estate. I've just melted into the Forza world. Yeah, I almost bought you Xbox Live again today. I'm not gonna lie, I almost <laughs> locked it in and just handed just handed you a sheet of paper and said, "Here's your gamer tag." Oh <laughs> man, man. I'll probably do it when I can pre-order the system. Like when <laughs> when I can pre-order the system, I will then lock in the gamer tags. So that way, there's not the chance that someone grabs onto it. And be like, cool, your gamer tag set. Here's the pre-order. We'll, we'll see. I you hope in there's November. some obese kid in the south who's about to get like an Easter gift of an Xbox, and he's like, "I'm the butter boy. That's gonna be my tag." <laughs> and he snipes it before me. Man, we'll find a we'll find an alternate. Because I was Bacon Boy twenty eight was my original email address, so I could understand. I could see some ten year old kid wanting to be Butter Boy more than I do. I don't know. I think I think it's all you, man. <laughs> I think it's all you. You you and I can coast for you. I told you we can do it, Butter Boy and Butter Ball. We can do it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, or you could be Butter Boy, and I could be Brown Butter Boy. 
<laughs> I don't know about br- brown butter. Sounds a little too dirty. No, brown dirty. butter picks up a nice nutty flavor when you leave it in the skillet, just toasted. Just Whoa. I was thinking about brown butter in the toilet bowl. Oh wow, that's what I thought brown butter was. Oh, you talking about taking the Browns to the Super Bowl? No. Well, it's time to cut this show. Dear Lord. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I didn't know brown butter was a thing. <laughs> I'm wow. a culinary idiot. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for for hanging out live on Mixer.com slash GameZone Media every Monday night. We appreciate everybody that's here, the new followers, the Sparks, the all that stuff. We're bringing Embers to you by next week, so get excited for that. And, um, of course, everybody listens to us on all the podcast outlets. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe Give us five stars. Leave us a review. We'll check it. We'll, we'll we'll give you a shout out here live on the show. But we do appreciate all that. And of course, did I give us one more thank you to our patrons? Of course, we have to thank our patrons from Patreon.com/slash/GamesInLaMedia. If you dropped in Mixer, you enjoyed what you saw tonight. Consider going over there uh, and hooking us up with a, at least a dollar a month, and you'll start receiving great exclusive benefits from the entire GameZilla Media team. And make sure you go to GameZillaMedia.com and uh, give a listen to all of the amazing podcasts. We cover a lot of different subjects, ranging uh, from you know, of course, us new new gaming all the way to action movies, tabletop gaming, The Simpsons, action movies and more. It's all all available for you. GameZillaMedia.com I like how you left out retro gaming. I really appreciate that. I thought I said something about classic gaming. Maybe you did. Anyways, I didn't hear eh. I know for sure I didn't hear it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm yeah. not on my A game today. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Craig WK in the chat says, oh, ouch. I said Simpsons and tabletop gaming. Yeah, you right? got two out of three, okay? Right. Come, pump the brakes. Yeah. Anyway. I shoot from the hip. I don't, I don't, I don't hit the target every time. <laughs> Craig. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out on episode 295 of the Games Little Podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, Butterboy! Oh, yeah, game on. I've lost my soul. There you go. (laughs) Your soul is in a better place now. Look at that.